global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Stocks advance, led by gains among drug companies. Cautious sentiment eased amid speculation that the American economy can weather the impact of the U.K.'s decision to leave the European Union. Equity shook off early weakness as biotechnology shares rallied to lift the healthcare group to its highest this year. And retailers rose after data showed the fastest expansion in services industries in seven months. Here's a data check. Dow Industrial Average gained 78 points, four-tenths of a percent, to close out the session at 17,918. S&P 500 up 11 points, a gain of half a percent, to close at 2,099. The Nasdaq added 36 points, three-quarters of a percent, and closed at 48.59. West Texas Intermediate crude oil up 79 cents a barrel, 1.7% to 47.39. Spot gold up $7 an ounce to 13.6570. 10-year treasury unchanged with a yield of 1.37%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Hillary Clinton's email investigation may be the end of the investigation for the Clinton campaign, but according to some of our reports, it may actually unify the Republican Party. Here to tell us more, Megan Murphy, our Washington bureau chief for Bloomberg News, of course, uh, Washington, home to Bloomberg 99.1, and she joins us from our 99.1 studio in Washington. Megan, uh, explain a little bit about what you believe will happen with the information and the ongoing uh, conversation, I guess, there's no more investigation, uh, about the Hillary Clinton's email and her email server. This is a controversy that's going to continue to roll on and be an incredible troubling element of our campaign, not the least of which we now have FBI Director Comey, who's going to testify tomorrow up on Capitol Hill after Paul Ryan called for this. And it's really this extraordinary um, political and also factual uh, situation because what came out in that extraordinary statement by Director Comey earlier this week was basically – a whole lot of new information about both the kind of emails that Hillary Clinton was handling, how they were treated, who knew about it when, that essentially debunked so many of the claims she's made in defense of this practice for all the months that this has been going on. So while, of course, she's not going to be criminally charged now, which was the biggest threat hanging over the entirety of her campaign – the actual statement was so damning in terms of the extent of what they found this operation to actually have entailed. Well, as a matter of fact, Megan, that's what struck me as I listened to uh, Comey's words yesterday saying, like, we can't charge her with anything because she didn't break the law. But terrible judgment. He also said that the State Department and I guess that includes Hillary Clinton. She was the head. No, you couldn't say, oh, well, this is what it's like in Washington. He said, oh, no, other government agencies do not conduct their, their, what, security policies, use of emails in this same fashion. Again, it seemed very damning. Will, will her campaign say he was being political? It would be really difficult for them to say that he is known as a man of extreme integrity who's respected by very senior figures on both sides of the aisle and always has been viewed as a really good person to handle this because he is so nonpartisan. Now, what we've been found fascinating and interesting was the reaction of figures like Paul Ryan, 
calling for these hearings because they were so, I think, surprised by the extent of the damning revelations, as you've just said. And then there was no sanction, no prospect of criminal charges. You look, you expect Donald Trump, her, you know, who's going to oppose her, to say what he's going to use and, and use this as a way to really galvanize his campaign, which has struggled over the past month. That you would expect. What will be truly fascinating to watch is how much the rest of the Republican establishment, who've really singled him out for praise, um, does in response to these findings, where which were so damning, but yet stopped short, stopped short of an indictment. Megan, I wonder if you could just uh, spend a little time telling us about uh, Bernie Sanders and perhaps a meeting or uh, get-together that he had with House Democrats who booed him at one point. And tell us about uh, what his role is right now, whether he's going to endorse Hillary Clinton. Yeah, poor Bernie getting booed. Now, this was over a meeting and and just all of his colleagues really asking him and, and frankly, at this point, demanding that he withdraw from the race, they find that this is becoming um, a very unsavory prospect indeed, where he's actually led his flock uh, almost to the steps of Philadelphia for the Democratic Convention uh, later this month at this point, and that they, the longer he stays in, he's doing damage not only just to Hillary Clinton as a nominee, but to the party. Now, Bernie Sanders' counter would be, look what I even achieved over the past day where we've just had Hillary Clinton come out with a college affordability plan that actually has tremendous echoes of what Bernie Sanders has proposed and also what the president has proposed. And he believes he is still doing a really strong job at shifting the agenda to the left, shifting the agenda towards the progressive wing. We saw in the platform, we saw it on minimum wage, which came in at $15, a long-time Bernie Sanders uh, key tenant of his platform. We saw it on Wall Street and how firm the language was on Wall Street. So he believes he still has that role to play in really pulling the party to the left for the platform. But the issue is what she wants to do is keep that sort of movement that has solidified beyond behind him on board But it is becoming a little bit more difficult as it becomes, you know, the tension is ratcheting up of when he's going to do it, how he's going to do it, and how he's going to keep that same sense of energy among his followers. Uh, Top Republicans in the Senate and the House, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, uh, is, is, is the mood, the, the dynamic in a shift a bit now, uh, in terms of more of a rapprochement? I'm not sure that we're going to get there when we still have Trump out there saying things like that Saddam Hussein was an effective killer of terrorists. I mean, I think the Republican establishment still really has issues with the fact that he cannot seem to control the message and he cannot seem to control, frankly, things that come out of his mouth. So this still a, a waiting game in progress to see how this convention, this extraordinary spectacle we're going to see in Cleveland, which is going to have athletes, which is going to have singers, which is going to have bands, which is going to have political political speakers, almost as an afterthought, it seems, um, how that's going to play out and what speaking roles people are going to get. We also have the Veep stakes, the vice presidential stakes are in full swing now. You know, we've had Bob Corker and Joni Ernst basically withdraw from consideration from Mr. Trump's team today, and we'll see what shakes out there. Well, it's so fun to be Megan Murphy right now, covering politics, covering the race for the White House from Washington, D.C., for Bloomberg News, where she is our Washington bureau chief. And, of course, Washington is home of Bloomberg 99.1. So that wraps it up for Taking Stock today. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. 
Coming up, Bloomberg Law is brought to you by Bank of America Merrill Lynch, committed to bringing higher finance to lower carbon. Named the most innovative investment bank for climate change and sustainability by the banker. That's the power of global connections. Bank of America and AFDIC.